Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast brought to you by the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here. I am the Research Program Coordinator. And I'm Maddie Whalen, the Evidence-Based Practice Program Coordinator. Excellent. Love being on the mic with you guys today. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast. Today's topic is a little high level. I was just chit-chatting with Maddie as we were prepping. It's a little abstract, so stick with us. We're going to focus on two terms related to the evidence-based practice model, which are synthesis and translation. Okay, again, don't tune us out. We're going to talk about synthesis and translation. So I'm curious, you know, listing findings that you've read in articles, how does stating what you found from an article differ from what you're actually doing during synthesis? I think this is such an important question and it's such a, it's a difficult thing to do. And that's why I think a lot of people run into some trouble with it. So when you're reading through your articles, you're of course keeping track of all the important findings and all the things that answer your research question, your practice question. But really at the end, you want to take all that information and look at it and look at it and try and distill it down into what is the essence of this information. It's not a bulleted list of every finding, but rather what does this mean? What is the overall picture that's being painted? And I know Elizabeth, you and I had been talking previously and you had a really good example of how you did this with one of the research groups that you were working with. Yeah, yeah. Let me share that. So practical example, I was working with a group of nurses. We were looking at what are the best practices or what are the best non-pharmacological pain management strategies that inpatient hospital nurses could use with their patients. And we had all of these articles we read and we narrowed them down using the various evidence-based practice model tools. And we got to the place of actually organizing the evidence and synthesizing what it said. And I think before I tell you what happened, I want to point out this is a great place for a nurse to use critical thinking skills. So like Maddie said, when you're reading the article and you're filling out the individual tools, you're you're asking yourself, does this answer my question? And if the answer is yes, what was the finding? And you are writing out what comes from the article. Then you're moving that over and it might look like a list at first. Okay, so what did I do with my group? You know, we were having trouble with this. In fact, we were like kind of circling around it for a couple of weeks, almost a month, two months. And every time I'd ask them to synthesize, they would just again give me a sentence from the article. They'd say, well, article two said this in the outcomes. And I was like, yes, the article said that. That's the finding. But what's the synthesis? What is the evidence overall telling us? So what I did was I put the list of what they said on the front board um, up on the screen had everyone just sit there and I told them, just read it over, read it over, reflect on it, read it over. In fact, the way it happened for me was I was kind of showering and I was reflecting and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what those articles said. It is what the overall articles say in totality. What are the key takeaways? What are the points? What are the messages pulled home? So that group was looking at those bulleted lists and rereading them and rereading them, reflecting. And someone raised their hand in the audience and said, you know what? As I'm reading these findings, I'm seeing that music therapy is an effective, low cost, easy to implement tool. That's what I'm gleaning from every bulleted point here is that the overarching takeaway is music therapy is an effective non-pharmacological tool. So does that answer your question, Maddie, in terms of listing findings versus synthesizing that information? 
Yeah, I think that's a great example and really having a way to picture how that works. And I think that your your comment about really sitting back and reflecting can be such an important part of this. As nurses, we're so data-driven and, you know, what's their blood pressure? What's their heart rate? How are we going to act on that? And we don't usually sit back and try and just take everything in and then walk away with an overall impression, especially on things that are a little bit more abstract, like concepts or theories. So I think the idea of stepping a little bit out of our comfort zone and really taking the time to absorb all the information before stepping forward is a great point to make. Right. I liked how you described painting that picture. So it's really like the evidence is painting a picture for you. And if we could kind of remove ourselves from the proximity of the bulleted list and take the time to think about, okay, what am I hearing? What message am I taking away? Then coming back to your group and that's the synthesis. So, you know, now what? We know what the best practice is. That synthesis is really telling us what the literature stated as best practice. What do we do now that we know what the best practice is? So that next step is translation. And translation, I think, also trips people up a little bit. These sort of these steps at the end, you've done so much hard work and you've had some very concrete tools to fill out. But now that you're trying to you know, look a little bit more high level and then put it into the context of your own practice setting, these things are a little bit more abstract and can be a little bit more difficult. So translation is when it's really this working in a team is, of course, important throughout the entire process. But this is where the team can really come into play because having team members from different levels within the organization and your department or even different disciplines, they can give you so much more insight into what would really be feasible and meets the priorities of the organization within your unit. Right. So what you're saying is you've got the evidence from the literature that is established best practice. Translating that evidence means putting that evidence into practice, into your workflow. So Maddie, can you think of an example of why team approach is important and how we can get tripped up in translation if we're doing this kind of on our own without all of those players at the table with us? Yeah, there's definitely a couple things that you can I can think of offhand. You know, if if the best practices that nurse to patient ratios are really important. So the best practice is to have one nurse assigned to one patient. Well, in reality, that's probably not going to be very feasible. And your nurse manager might be able to say, hey, wait a minute, even though this would be an amazing thing for our nurses and our patients. Budget-wise, we don't have the budget and we don't really have the staff. So maybe that's not how this evidence is going to look in our practice setting. Um, There's other things, too, like the priorities of the organization. Like Hopkins prides itself on being a patient-centered hospital. And so if the best evidence is that every patient needs to eat four servings of meat every day, we're not necessarily going to tell all our vegetarian patients that, hey, you need to start eating meat every day because that's not in line with the priorities and the values of our organization. Exactly. So each time we do an evidence-based practice project, we're searching the evidence for what's the best practice. And we're then translating that to our organization. Is it going to fit, as Maddie mentioned earlier? Is it going to be feasible for us to actually implement and to really be taking that team approach? Because again, if you've got your blinders on to your patient in front of you, your unit you work on, the population in your department, there's actually ways that this impacts and affects all of the nursing departments, all of the non-nursing departments, and everybody at the Johns Hopkins Hospital. So we are a large organization. We have to really think about, even though we found what the evidence says in terms of breast practice, is it going to be able to be translated? If it is, 
wow, what a win. And if it's not, you know, working with your team on now, are we going to do a research study? Are we going to move into quality improvement, kind of track our data? Because maybe we'll get more data to strengthen the case for changing a practice. So that's why these three forms of inquiry kind of ebb and flow and work side by side. So before we wrap up, Maddie, any other comments you want to make about synthesis and translation? I just wanted to emphasize again about the team approach that we all know, I think we all know as nurses, what it's like sometimes to have someone from a different discipline and come in and say, hey, nurses, this is what you're going to do now. We've decided without your input sometimes that this is what we want you to be doing on a daily basis. And that, you know, that doesn't usually go over well. It goes over kind of like a lead balloon a lot of times. And so this is when it's really important to get people from different disciplines involved in the team so that if the evidence ends up saying like, hey, this this member of the team should really be the person doing this or they can do it this way, you have that person already involved. And so it's not you telling them what they need to do, but you deciding as a team that this is the best step to move forward. Oh, I love that. Great, great. Uh, an example was coming to my mind as you're talking. So I love that information. All right, folks, if you need help setting up your team, getting started with evidence-based practice, really, or even the translation and synthesis pieces, you know, okay, Elizabeth, Maddie, these are my bulleted lists. Like I've been staring at it for weeks and nothing's coming to me. Maybe external eyes might kind of just say, well, when I see this bulleted list, I kind of see this thing. So reach out to us. We can be accessed via email, nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. We are on the Johns Hopkins Nursing Intranet. So if you're on the top menu bar, you click on professional practice, left-hand column, the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Or if you're on Facebook, join our closed group, the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry. Request to join and we will add you there. So until next time, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next month for another podcast. Thank you. Thank you.